Yeah, I remember hearing Akil's podcast. You guys were filming downstairs. Yeah, were well, you at the house? Right. Yeah. Oh, mad, mad. But yeah, that was a long time ago now. That was yeah, ages ago. It was before the Zoom meeting, then all of those. Yeah, yeah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined by Mira, who is Akil's sister. I believe younger sister, am I correct? Yeah, younger sister. So yeah, would you like to introduce yourself a little? Hi, I'm Mira, and I'm currently working in a nursery, and I'm a mental health advocate. So my background from being depressed has made me really get into being more involved in the mental health system and making sure that we are heard in the Asian communities as there's quite a lot of stigma still around it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like unpack there, I guess, and a lot of yeah, places we can start. Of course. I think first of all, when when Hamish said Akil, for those that don't know, Akil was one of our previous guests who I don't even remember what episode number that was. 16. That was episode 16, sixteen, yeah. Okay, so I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, so a long, long I, I can't do the quick maths, but however many episodes ago. Um <laughs> But yeah, I guess where where would you like to start? Would you like to start on that stigma of mental health in Asia, is that the best place you think? Yeah. I've seen as you've already like mentioned it. Yeah. So you say you said there like your like background and you've experienced depression. Yeah. So how like I don't know how when did that like start? When so did it when, started when did that around I was fourteen up until the age of nineteen. And then my hardest times were when I was about fifteen, sixteen. Because of that it made me Developed more and made me grow into the person who I want to become. Yeah, that was during secondary school. Yeah, was it like all? Was it just all of a sudden, or was it like kind of a slow? All of a sudden, yeah. I dealt with it through having family support. My brother, he was amazing at supporting me. My parents, and then also having to go to the doctor, and then. Last year, because of the lockdown, I became depressed. And what helped me now is going for walks. So, like the periods between, so you said like it, you first started when you were like, what, 15, 16? Yeah. Was it 14, 15, around then? Yeah. So then, did you feel like you were a lot better? And then during lockdown, it like came back, or is it kind of like it's always been there? So, I became a lot better. And then during lockdown, it came back. Yeah. So then during the lockdown, I used to be really fearful of dogs. But during lockdown, I overcame my fear of dogs. And now it's the best thing that has ever happened to me, walking a dog. Wait, you have a dog now? Uh, no, not not us, but my friend's oh, dog. No. Yeah. I, I was going to actually say, I was going to mention to... Uh... This is like a side side note. One of our friends, um, who was a previous guest, Krishna. Yeah. She actually started her own podcast recently. And one of, she just recently made a post on Instagram where she was like introducing the hosts and whatever. And they said like one cool fact about them. I don't know if you saw this, Hamish. I didn't read it. I saw the post. I didn't read it. I liked it. <laughs> the fun fact that the, uh, the other girl on the podcast had was that she has like 16 pets. 16? Wow. Or something are like that. All... I was just thinking of Hamish. Like, <laughs> that's probably something he's going to have. Are they all that will be dogs funny. or cats? I, I have no idea. I assume it's like, how can you have that many pets? Like, surely there must be like, you're counting like a lot of fish. You, know, you have a lot of fish and Imagine you can't eat one. Fish and like... She has 13 pets. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> there must be some high maintenance household fam. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you, uh, how you deal with that. But yeah, so you said there, like your family helped you, were like massive, massively helped you through it, yeah. and Akil, like especially. Yeah. But you also mentioned like the stigma that is around mental health in like Asian communities. Yeah. But like we're, we're all Asian, and I guess you didn't find that within like your family. No, I didn't find that within my family. So luckily, my family they're all quite supportive, but just in general, not many Asians speak out about it hmm. they think of it more as like a sign of weakness so 
speaking out about it is really good to do. Yeah. Have you, have you like done like aside from kind of this, this podcast, have you like spoke out about it? I've done a TED talk for a charity. Oh, wow. And it was all based, it was all based around body image. Where can you, can people find it? Can people like watch it online? No. So it was basically for like an interview to become a mental health advocate. I had to do a TED talk. Mm-hmm. So I did mine around body image. How was that, like giving the talk? Was that something you kind of, you liked speaking out in public kind of thing? Or was it quite intimidating? I really liked it because I felt passionate about it. If I'm passionate about something, I'll speak out where, yeah. for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel, I feel the same about Jesse Lingard. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same, same thing. <laughs> Actually, no, did it's you, not. Did you it's play into your fantasy team? I did, I did, but I didn't. I didn't captain him. Nah, captain him, bro. He's he's been doing bits for me for the last few weeks. Yeah, no, that's that's like really, yeah, really cool. What what age did were you when you did the TED talk? I think I was around twenty one. I'm now twenty three, okay. so it was before COVID and everything. Yeah, yeah, and then COVID. So you mentioned how it like seemed to come back. It came back over COVID. How was, was that kind of like, because I know a lot of people are saying they like feel trapped in their houses or like they can't go out and visit people, their friends and socialize. Yeah. So like it came around because just being stuck inside all day. And at that time I wasn't going to work. Hmm. So I didn't have any sense of like routine or I couldn't, it was just like my day was waking up at any time, going to sleep at any time. Whereas now I have a routine. Yeah. Because so I found work in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. Well okay, cool. Did that help by the way with the mental health stuff or did that not make a difference essentially? Like having a job. It really helps having a job, having a routine, getting up at a particular time, going to work. It really helps because your day is more productive yeah yeah is it also like kind of something i know it gives you something to focus on yeah especially with my job it's a hard job and you have to focus and like i'm not sitting around in my pajamas because i have to get out and go to a physical workplace and not just stay inside yeah yeah it makes sense yeah i went to Oh, there's there something you mentioned, and I was just completely. I had a question, but I completely forgot it. I was gonna say, like, have you worked with? Because you're an advocate for it. So, is that in the Brent region or in the Harrow region? Like how? In the Harrow. But wait, by any chance? So I've seen recently they put these posters up on the lamppost in this Brent and Harrow region, saying about vaccine and stuff. You wouldn't happen to be on one of them, would you? No. Yeah, that or someone has the same name as you. Okay. And I read one of those. <laughs> no. <captions. laughs> okay. No, not me. I was going to say as well, like you mentioned earlier how like going to doctors really helped. What's the process when you go to doctors and like say like something like you think you, I don't know what the like correct terminology is. Like, would you say you have, like, how do you, what do you tell the doctors when you first like go see them? So when I went to see the doctors, I explained to them what I was going through, like feeling sad all the time, not getting enough sleep, not eating as well. And then it's all basically around what you want as support, not one, not what they want. So for example, they're quite happy for you to go on medication if you want to try it out or have counseling if you want to have that. Was counseling something that you did? When I was younger, yes. And how do you, because we've actually, we've talked about it before in a like previous podcast, how like if we would feel like we would like not necessarily even for mental health, just for like, just general, like for anything, just having counseling, like how it feels, if you think it's a good thing to like talk to a stranger about your, about anything really. Yeah. So talking to a stranger is a lot more helpful because you can talk about anything and they're not there to judge you. Hmm. Whereas, say, if you were talking to a family member or to a friend, they might 
be more inclined to judge you. But do you think it could also be like they know you more though? Yeah. So it could help? I think just having a professional to talk to, I think, Hmm. is better. Yeah. And it definitely helped you in your case as well. Yeah. Because like someone who's not related to me or doesn't know my past, like it's so much more easier to talk to them. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I was also going to say, I will ask. So you know how you're the ad, you're an advocate, yes. So have you worked with other like households or families, particularly Asian ones, I guess, where they, whether either they're not open to it or like they are open to like, you know, like discussing mental health of said family members or so like, and obviously you don't have to share like any personal details because we don't want to. Yeah. So being a mental health advocate, I've done more work around charity. So not around people themselves who are going through mental health. For example, I do quite a lot of charity work, raising money for different mental health charities and just helping for helping to change different policies. Okay, like so, so what what kind of policies are we like talking about? For example, like the Mental Health Act. I help to give some input in that. Okay, awesome. And then with the charities as well, are there any like particular charities? Yes. So Mind and Young Mind. So Young Mind is more for young people and parents. And then Mind is more for like any age. Have you met a lot of people as well that have like gone through like similar experiences to you? I have met some, but not too many. Or even when, when when you were going through it? Were there people like you could speak to that had gone through it as well? Or were you kind of like, it's kind of by yourself on that? So it was kind of by myself with that because there were no one else in the family who had gone through this. Yeah. What would you say if somebody like a friend or someone like stranger like came to you and was like, told you what you said, you told like the doctor, like they're feeling sad all the time. They're having trouble sleeping. What's kind of your, what would be your advice? I would help to support them and tell them, talk to someone about what you're going through. And if you find it too difficult to talk, write it in a letter, give it to someone who you can, who you trust, because there is so much support out there. And it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. Yeah. I always found it hard sometimes, like if a friend like told me they were going through these these like problems i never knew whether i would whether i had to kind of always like constantly be like hey are you all right are you okay yeah like, how are you doing like check up on them or if they kind of just want to be like left alone yeah does I that think, make sense yeah so some people do like being left alone whereas others they do like it when people ask them how they are how they're feeling me personally i didn't like it when my family and the people around me used to ask me all the time, how are you feeling? But just occasionally getting asked whether yeah. I'm okay, that really helped. Because if when you're constantly being told, like, are you okay? It then makes you feel like... Makes you feel like you're not okay kind of thing. Yeah, because although depression is a part of you, it's not... It doesn't define you. Your personality defines you. Yeah, and then does, does that link into... So we, we first got in contact through your Instagram page. Yeah. Um, which is one all around like positive quotes. Yeah. People should check it out if they have it. We'll leave a link, link to it in the description. Does that like link in? Like was it through your experiences that caused you to like make this page? Yeah, so around 2017... I thought, you know what, let me make a positive quotes page. And at that time, I didn't think many people would follow me. But so many people follow my page because it helps them. So when I was going through depression, I used to find reading positive quotes used to help me. So now all the quotes which I write, they're all my own quotes. They're all original. And then I post it online. I try to post each day, but sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when did you uh when did you start it? Two thousand seventeen. 
2017. Yeah. And you you try and post every day as well. Yeah. So that's a long time to do it every day. And they're all original quotes. So I make sure to type it up and then I check it on Google, see if, and if it's like something similar to what someone else had written, I change my quote. Uh, good, good. So you don't, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see that. That's mad. How do you like come up with the quote? I don't know. I guess they're like, anyone could come up with a quote, but it's like, it obviously isn't something that you've just like, not anything that you said. You've yeah. said like stuff that mean means things. Yeah. So quite a lot of it comes from my experience. And then hmm. say if I'm talking to someone and I really like what they have said, I'll try and think of it like to make it into a quote. Yeah, have you have, when you said there as well, like how you, you Google it first to see if anyone said something similar. Has there been some time, any time where you've you've came up with like a really good quote, and then you've Googled it, and then somebody else has already like said it? Uh, yeah, so quite a few times that has happened. So I've had to change it to something different. So because I like it being original, not anyone else's work. Yeah, hey, when that happens. I can't with so many good, <laughs> so many good ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so many podcasts copying Fabio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like any? I know you've made. I'm looking at your page now. You've made over like 700 posts. But are there any any quotes like that? Are your favorites? I think my favorite is quite a lot of them. Of my favorites are to do with like body image and like. Hmm not believing in not putting your work on the scale numbers and instead finding your work within you yeah body image is something that you've you've mentioned a couple of times now was that also a part of uh, your mental health yeah so i never used to be a slim type of person i always used to be like an average body but especially within the social media world you see so many pictures online of like so many filters and you think to yourself you don't look like I don't look good myself Mm. and then for example with the Chloe Kardashian photo I don't know whether you've heard about it no go on tell us what it's about she had a unfiltered photo on Instagram that she she wanted it taken down so that in itself shows to young people that you have to look a certain way you have to look perfect well she wanted it taken down yeah yeah did she post it no she didn't post oh, okay it. someone else posted it yeah okay but just well she thought she thought she didn't look good so she yeah. wanted it okay. but like that shows young people especially girls that you have to look a certain way and that whereas there is no perfect body everyone is like all those filters, it's not perfect. Yeah. Was that just kind of the kind of mindset that helped you get over it? Yeah. So knowing that having a perfect body is not going to happen and who defined having a perfect body, hmm. it made me realize it's about being healthy and being comfortable within who you are. That's what matters most. Yeah. I, th- I think that's something. God tell you, Mira, I'm trying to get a six pack at the moment. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it, it's looking, I've, I've done it for a dare as well, for like a bet yeah. with Hamish and yeah. a few others. Not, not a dare, not a dare. <laughs> this was self-inflicted, you yeah. Don't drag us into this. As basically, like a basically, I, I just wanted a six pack, you know, and maybe, and I think that probably is to do with like, you know, this image that people yeah. like portray online. And I made, I made, I told Hamish and like a few of our other friends that yeah. if I don't have a six pack by the end of the year, yeah. at some point during 2021, I'm going to have to take them out for dinner, buy them all dinner. <laughs> Do you want to say where? And to a place called Nobu as well, which is like a really expensive place in wow. London. And at the time I was really confident that I'll, I'll be able to do it. But yeah, I think as you said, I think I need to accept that there's no perfect body and I might just have to like... <laughs> just not get it because it's, it's a bit hard you know <laughs> it's a bit tough well lockdown is ending soon so you'll be taking your friends out to eat yeah see lockdown was my ch- i should have 
lockdown was my chance while I was in like at home. I couldn't go out. I might as well have like tried to get a six pack, but now we're going to start going out. It's like, it's it's looking, it's looking a bit rough. In the middle of dinner, 20 minutes into dinner, Aaron's going to leave and go for a run and come back and sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to have to do some crunches on the floor, like halfway through Nando's. Yeah. Have you also been calorie counting? I've been calorie counting. Yesterday was abysmal by me because it was Friday in it, so the cheat day. Nah, I I, I don't like him. Inv- Christian, remember when we had Christian on yeah, the yeah. episode and he was like counting numbers and mm-hmm. makes it like listen. That's why I I, I listened to that. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna count. Yeah, that's something I don't do. I don't do calorie counting. I try to do it just so I know a rough idea of what I maybe should be doing or shouldn't be doing. But it's also good to know when you've been super unhealthy. Yeah. Day, like for me, especially because. I feel like recently, especially over lockdown, yeah, it was too easy to get away with having unhealthy food of course. nearly every day or having a chocolate every day. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, if it keeps going over this limit, it's not good. So let's just not do that and then <laughs> see what happens. But then again, I say that, but every Friday and currently I'm hitting 3K calories and then every other day <laughs> is like just under 2,000. Yeah, but Friday can be your cheat day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I tell myself. But then Saturday happens to be a cheat day as well. After <laughs> <laughs> every every day. What about like fitness as well? Like general fitness, not like necessarily fitness as in trying to make your body look good, but like just you mentioned how like going on walks and like walking the dog and people. A lot of people say I tried it as well. Like a few, like a couple months ago, I thought walking I'll start. A dog. Who's dog, Aaron? No, 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 not. <laughs> that's no comment. <laughs> I I started like I tried to do a bit of running like a couple months ago, like to try and help get the six pack. Yeah, you know? but I I sacked it off. I was just like, lo- lots of people tell me how like they like running and like running's really good for their mental health. I could never run. Yeah, I was running and I was like, so I was doing it on like some BBC app uh, where it was the like five. The yeah, couch yeah, to five k. Yeah, couch to five k, and. It was, it was cool because I could like select like um, an Olympic athlete to like be in my ear and like tell me, oh, you're doing good. You're doing yeah. good. Um, but then at the beginning of every run, they ask you like how you feel. Like they give you like a sad face, a neutral face, a happy yeah. face, a very happy face or a very sad face. Yeah. So I'd be like, every time I'd just be like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling all right, you know, about to go for a run. And then once I've finished the run, they ask you the same thing. And each time I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not still happy. I'm like out of breath. <laughs> I need like a drink of water. So every time I was just like less happy than I was before I started. So I was just like, you know, this, this doesn't work for me. No pain, no gain in it. <laughs> this is, this is why. Oh. I, know, I know, I know. But where, where do you like stand on that? Like the fitness side, like you've said, like how body image, it's not about like having the perfect body and all that kind of stuff, but like general fitness in terms of like. Endurance and so on. Yeah, or, or, or yeah, or just like going out to walk. A lot yeah. of people say like greenery is supposed to be good and stuff like that. So I do enjoy going to the gym, and like it's more for the mental health. Like, really helps your mind. It gives off those like feel good hormones, mm-hmm. endorphins. Yeah. So I I try to go for a walk each day, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking is a big thing, to be honest. I use walking a lot because it's just long being trapped inside. So I try to, I do actually like turn on my Fitbit when I go for these walks. Yeah. But so just before this, obviously, I didn't have time for a 30 minute one. So I just did a quick 20 minute one, came back. Oh. But yeah, like, I think walking is like underrated by a lot of people. A lot of people, I guess a lot of people are just used to taking cars, public transport, and all that stuff. Around where I was like, you know, sometimes going for a walk is nice. Yeah. Even if it's not in greenery, like, just take a walk down the road, pick go like maybe go to your local shop. Come yeah. Back. Maybe you want to do it longer. So I try to walk to work each day because luckily it's only about twenty minutes away. And now that it's getting warmer, I'm able to go for walks to work. Whereas yeah. before, during the lockdown, because my brother, he was at home doing online teaching. So he would drop me to work in the morning and he would come and collect me. But now he's back at work, so yeah, I have to walk myself. I have to wake up extra early. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, teaching runs a lot in our family. So I'm a teacher. My brother's a teacher, and my mum's a teacher. 
Oh, also, I knew. I think I knew. Well, I knew we knew Aki was a teacher. Obviously, yeah. I feel like he might have mentioned his mum was a teacher. Yeah. In his podcast, was that is that a reason why you got involved in teaching as well? Yeah. So, I did my NBQ level two childcare, and then it was all because I was inspired by my mum, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go to university mm. because I knew that wasn't for me. So. Doing the apprenticeship really helped to get like a job, and then getting a new job in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and a teaching job as well. You said there how you felt you knew university university wasn't for you. How did you? What made you realize that? Why did you feel that way? Because I feel that's that's the thing that a lot of people kind of they don't know basically. Because I'm I wasn't the most academic person in school. I was hmm. more hands-on. I preferred the more practical side of things. So going to university wouldn't have been an easy thing for me. So doing an apprenticeship was a lot more easier because I could do my job and learn whilst on the job. So like you're learning so much from the staff members. Where yeah. At university, I would have struggled with it. Yeah, I think at university, you're kind of left on your own to try yeah. and like figure it out, I feel. Whereas, yeah, maybe apprenticeship, you, there are definitely like, I know, people who can like guide you. Yeah. And you can like look up to. Yeah. Like mentors kind of thing. And now, nowadays, apprenticeships are becoming more popular now. Whereas before, if you always used to be the traditional route, doing A-levels, going to university. And sometimes you don't get to see the practical job when you're at university, whereas mm -hmm. doing the apprenticeship gives you the experience of working. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then what, what like kind of time frame are we looking at when you started like the process to become a teacher? So around 2014, 2015. 2014-15. So what are kind of the first, what's the first thing you had to do? So this is 2014-15, you were GCSEs? Yeah, so GCSEs I did in 2013. Okay. Then I did my level two childcare at college. So right. more, it, it was just that which I was doing, not any other courses. And then after I decided to do my level three as an apprenticeship, because I preferred the more practical side of learn like going to a placement working with the children so when you say childcare what does that actually, what does that mean so looking after young children from 0 to 5 years old and helping them with anything from personal care to making fun activities there are still coursework for that but it's also more, you also have to go to placement twice a week. Okay, so you, you had to actually go into, what was it, kind of like a nursery or a play school or something? Yeah, so into a nursery. Yeah. And then you would be observed by your tutor. And then you would get like a class or merit. Okay, so like somebody's kind of watching you as you're kind of like interacting with the children. Yeah. How did you find that? Because I've been on, before I went to university for like my final couple of years at secondary school, I was a tutor. Oh, okay. Like, in, uh, like I was teaching like kind of kids from age, I don't know what age, four, four to 18, pretty much. Yeah. And then I kind I wanted, there was a couple of years in, during university where I was looking for a job. Yeah. And I went to apply at, what's the big tutoring company in England called? Kumon. Yeah, Kumon. No, it's it's a branch. Like you go in. Oh, what's it called? Wait. Anyway, anyway, anyway it doesn't matter. Um, there's, <laughs> there's this tutoring company, and like I I got an interview there, and a part of the interview was they put me like during one of their like sessions. Yeah. And they they like watched me and how I like was with the kids, and I just found that incredibly awkward. Like somebody basically watching me around the kids like i didn't know if i had to be like kind of really like energetic or like a really 
or like kind of just play it cool or try and be like their friend or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get the job. So obviously I did a bad, <laughs> didn't do a good job at it. But um, how, how was that for you? So at first it was a bit intimidating and awkward, but as I got used to it, I just became comfortable with it because I just pretended they are not there and just get on with whatever I needed to do. So you got through, I assume you got through that interview. Yeah. Well, not interview, but you got those qualifications and stuff like that. So are you now working at a nursery? Yeah. Or like so a school or something? I work in a day nursery, so it's open eight till six. And it's a long day working with eight children. Eight till six? Yeah. Is that how long nurseries are? Or is that because parents might be working eight till six? So Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see like the tutors pull up at around eight o'clock anyways when I'm on my walk, so just before. Especially with young children, with babies, like some nurseries, they're only open from nine till three or like 8.30 till 3.30. I was in the day nursery, so we're open eight till six all year round. So no Easter holidays for me. Oh, so you don't even get the school holidays, summer holidays, yeah. Easter holidays, Christmas. Yeah, so they get the holidays. So, but in a way, it's nice because I get to book holidays during the term time. Right. So when things get back to normal, I would decide to book a holiday during the term time as it's a lot more cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that is true. What what then? What does like a an average day in the nursery kind of look like for you? I have to get there for about 7.45. The children start arriving around 8 o'clock. They, we give them breakfast if they need it. And then up until 9 o'clock is just like free play, then group time. And then we do, we go into the garden if it's nice weather, do physical activities with them, and then some sort of creative activity. Snack time, lunch. It's a long day. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can't. Can you remember when you were in nursery? No. <laughs> God. Well, I, I can remember a couple of times when I was getting dropped off there and I didn't want to go in. So I was just like, <laughs> like you know, when you're like, it's holding on for dear life. Don't, don't yeah. put me in there. I can remember that. In my head. And it, now <laughs> I, I feel so embarrassed. I'm like, the teacher thought, thought I was a right dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> So I just remember that clearly. I remember like the teacher's name that was there as well. I was like, how, how do, what do I do now? Like if, if that person ever knew it was me, like how do I even, but like, what do you even say? Because their only memory of me was me not wanting to go into school. Have you had any children like Hamish, like just problems, like problem children? Well, I wasn't, a, I, I wasn't a bad student. I just didn't <laughs> want to go to school. <laughs> the difference. Uh, no, luckily... I know all you can't children, say names or anything. Yeah. So. Luckily, all the children in my nursery, they are all really good and they're all like well behaved. But obviously, children are children. They do have days where they can be naughty. Yeah. In my nursery, we can take them from, I think, around six months old up until the age of five. Six months? What happened to paternity? <laughs> so mm. I think the youngest. At our nursery is like just turned one in November. So it's like being 23, it feels so odd that like I'm looking after young children. Wait, when, when do you get like potty trained and stuff like that? What age is that? After that, you're, you're still wearing a nappy at that age. So do you have to be like trained in how to like change a nappy and stuff? Yeah. So it's all, it's all practice for when Akil has children. <laughs> no pressure <Akil. laughs> the um do you tell like you've mentioned there how like you know you have children are still children they'll they'll be naughty some days do you do you have to like have you ever had to like tell them off like shout at them yes there have been times where i've had to tell them off because some children can be quite stubborn what's oh. Yeah, 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 fair, fair enough. I, I won't argue that. The, um, <laughs> what's like the worst thing that you've seen like one of the kids do? I think so. During my placement, there used to be a so this was 
in around 2014, there used to be a child who used to keep biting other children. Louis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> biting other children? Yeah. Oh, I, I remember I bit a kid once. <laughs> what? No, I bit like, it was a guy, I remember, I was in like reception or year one. And there was a guy who was like in year six. He was a lot older. And I was, look, I was tiny, yeah? I was like, people might have thought I was like some sort of science experiment. And that's how like small I was, yeah? <laughs> so then I would just, I just, I just got like picked up a lot, you know? Like picked people up. like. Yeah, as in, like, a year six kid might just, like, pick me like pick me up, you know what I mean? As in, like, oh, my God, you're so, like, you're so small. And I remember he did. And then I remember, like, biting him to, like, like, like fucking let go of me, do you know what I mean? Uh, I remember coming home and, like, getting told off by my parents, like, can't bite someone. <laughs> like, Aaron's on violence since young. <laughs> Mate, I was, I was Larry. I was such a Larry. But but look, I was getting picked. I was getting like lifted. I was like basically <laughs> being bullied. Picked up and not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, not in not in nursery though. I think I remember like getting in trouble for nicking some stuff in nursery, maybe or like play school. <laughs> uh, that's that's all 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 past me. All past me now. I was gonna say like, what is the funniest thing they've asked you? I don't know if they're able to like put together sentences yet, but the funniest thing they've asked me are like so many different questions about someone asked me why why do you look so old? And then another person another person said another person called me grandma instead of my name. Oh I've... being being called mum is okay, but being called grandma yeah, that's that's another level. No, no, there was a time I think I don't know if it was a GCSE or my Gajorak lesson or or like year seven to nine. I think you've said this before. Yeah, yeah. I because the only time I speak Gajorak would be at home. So if I'm referring to usually an elderly lady, which is most likely be, you know, my mom. So like, um, I accidentally called her. Oh, bro, I can't imagine. I called the Gajorak teacher. Mom and Gajoy, and I was like, oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> this is the end of me. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I think everyone must have like accidentally just called like a teacher mum or something. Maybe you haven't, Mira. I don't know. I, I have quite a few times. Yeah, but that, but that yeah. was when I was primary school age, not secondary school. Yeah, yeah. Same with me. I was, is it primary school? Hamish is in like sixteen years old. What? No, but the thing is, like, it may have been 16 to be honest, but the thing is, you know what the trigger is? It's because, yeah, I literally don't speak the language apart from at home. So mm. if I'm speaking it, then it's naturally going to come off. Like, I don't think, like, you know, oh, mate, that, that moment haunts me for the day. Because the thing is, yeah, she's she's also a friend of my mom. So I'm like, is she? oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if she ever told her, that, but I was like, I cannot be asked. I cannot go to this class anymore. It's just one of those moments. Yeah, to be fair, when it was when I was in primary school, primary school, and I did call like a teacher mum because my mum worked there as well. I, I was think I was pretty sure, like, yeah, she's probably just gone back to the staff room and just told <laughs> told my mum that I called her mum or something. Yeah, so luck- luckily, our mum never used to work in our primary school, or otherwise, I think anything we had done would be taught to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. Oh, I remember. I'm I'm gonna come across as like such a, like a bad kid. I was I was like a really good kid, but like <laughs> I just I didn't know that I'm learning today. I did. I remember the first time I got into trouble at school, and this was like like proper trouble. It was like well, not even proper trouble, but like it was year four, and I think I've said this on the podcast before actually. And there wasn't we kicked over like one of the footballs, like that that was like given to our year because we only got one football per year. And we kicked it over one of the fences so we didn't have a football. So we, we thought like, okay, what are we going to do now? So we started playing football with a stone. And then for some reason, like, they just hated that. They were like, we got in trouble for it. And I remember the teacher calling out everyone who played football with a stone. And my mum was in the room because she was a teaching assistant in year four at the time, at the same time. And then when she called out my name, I got up and then everyone was just like, ooh, and like started looking at my mum because like, 
and went to see if my mum was angry. And then I had to like go outside and like put my head, everyone had to like put their heads against the locker. And it was just like, (laughs) and then the head teacher came up and like, she, I remember her like saying my name as well, like, because it was a shock. It was like, Aaron Conway, like, what are you doing in trouble? Do you know what I mean? I was like, (laughs) oh, leave it out. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't mean it. Well, I did mean it, but like, it's not that deep, you know? But yeah. So this current teaching role that you've got in the nursery, is that the one you got in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah. So up until I think October, I wasn't working from like because of lockdown. And then October, I thought, you know what? Let me look for a new job. And Mm. I applied for nursery thinking I probably won't get this job. And because it's in the middle of a time where it's all like uncertain but luckily I got an interview really informal interview nice and relaxed and then they gave me the job yeah wicked that's that's really good because it's quite uh I know it's tough to get a job during during lockdown yeah especially because many people were made redundant so Mm. for me to get a job in the pandemic was really good when you were applying for it were nurseries open at a time uh yeah so nurseries have been open since the first lockdown oh they always been open they've been mostly open okay so because parents they always need childcare support yeah and if they if we weren't open children would be sent to their grandparents or they'll be just running in during calls all the time yeah which is quite funny it does help i'm not gonna lie it does help like lighten the mood yeah but we've been open throughout the second and third pandemic and second and third lockdown. And then it's been... Second and third pandemic. <laughs> well, it, it feels like, like that. It feels it like feels that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it feels like it's gone on for more than a year. It has. Now it has. Okay, now it has. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of lockdown, yeah. You can see what it's done to us. <laughs> But there is, there is a, it does look somewhat good at the moment. And if, did either of you have plans as, so for those listening, we're recording this on the 10th of April. So in two days time. Restaurants open. Yeah. Restaurants, hairdressers, gyms, outdoor, like beer gardens and stuff like that are supposed to be opening. Either of you have any plans? Yeah. So the first thing I need to do is, get a haircut because yeah i think that's all of us yeah i feel that mine's got so long every few minutes like every few days i have to get it cut because it grows back so quickly yeah and i wouldn't trust my i wouldn't trust okil to trust like to cut my own hair <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll back out okil to cut my hair i think because he's a man so, yeah, think you guys cut your hair differently. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hamish might cut yours more similar to yours. <laughs> might cut his more similar to yours. Now, are you thinking of growing your hair out longer? No, 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 no. It wasn't meant to get to this long. So I've been <laughs> I've been running a flick back style for like probably near two years or something now. Wow. And or maybe wait, wait one sec. Let me just calculate without the pandemic. One sec. I, I've wait. It's twenty twenty one. So somewhere over two years. Wait, wow. Aaron, when were you in San Francisco? That was like two years ago. Okay, yeah. okay. Then roughly, it's roughly two years or something like that, right? But right now, I haven't had a haircut since September. And my hair has gone to my neck. And this is like outrageous because I don't know how how anyone maintains long hair, like neck neck onwards, yeah, like that length, because it is such a hassle. Yeah, I'm not bothered. <laughs> I'm not bothered for that level of maintenance. It is Especially hard work. when the sides are becoming just as long, yeah. Yes, it is a lot of hard work maintaining long hair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I don't actually have pl- many plans at all yet. I think the only plan is to be... Wait, I think... One second, where is the date? 10th, okay. So like in seven days, we're meant to be at a park or something. Yeah, like a little I think birthday. that's the only plan that's there. Actually, after this, I am meeting up with friends outside for a couple of hours, but... There's not really any proper plans yet. I've actually declined a few plans to go into central London because I don't feel comfortable going into a place with that many people. 
Yeah. And this is probably all because we've spent so long. I remember the last time I even went anywhere close to that many people, my heart started racing and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't need this in my life. I'm not going into central unless it's absolutely needed. You got to do like what do you feel comfortable with? Yeah. I mean the thing is I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to accept it sooner or later anyways. I'm gonna have to get get back used to, you know, being in that big you know, that many people. Yeah. I think it's just the hygiene aspect that I just don't like around big groups of people or something. Do you think it's helped? Not helped, but do you th- do you think it's what's the opposite of helped? Worsened. Unhelped? Worsened? I don't want to say unhinged, but I, no, no, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think that's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you think it's, I guess we go worsened, is, do you think it's the pandemic has worsened your like social skills or do you think maybe like being not around people so much that when you do go back to being around people, you'd be like so excited and be like even more social maybe? I think before I would always used to say no to going to any social events. Where mm. now, I think I'll make sure to say yes, because not having any socialization for nearly a year yeah. has made me realize how important it is to like say yes and just to go out. Yeah, I think I'm quite, I'm, I think I'm in a similar, similar boat, to be honest. Hamish? Yeah, um, I'm in a similar boat. Like, I just want to go to the concerts, which is the first thing. I feel like even though that's a big number of people, I feel like that's probably going to help ease everything in whenever we get vaccinated. But I know there's a delay with under 30 vaccinations due to potential AstraZeneca blood blood things. At this time, it's not really certain. There's not really... Have you guys got your vaccine? No. Uh, No. Have you? I've got my first vaccine, but still waiting on the second one. Yeah. When are you supposed to have the second? Do you know? No, I'm not sure whenever. Yeah. When did you have when did you have the first one? I think it was in start of February because I work in although I'm a teacher, nursery mm-hmm. workers, we come under the social care, which is how I got right. my first vaccine. Yeah. You should be getting it pretty soon then, I think. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be up Probably. to twelve weeks after, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the environment we work in Children cannot social distance. Like yeah. young children cannot social distance. Maybe the older children, but young children, mm. zero to five, they cannot social distance. Could you imagine them having to go on a train after? Like imagine like them growing up here, like right now in a place where they have to be two meters apart and then they have to get into the TFO. Yeah. And in peak hours. <laughs> Personal space must be like <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm actually, I can't wait to tell my children about the COVID pandemic. <laughs> I just think it would just be a cool story to tell, do you know? Yeah, I can't wait to say how hard life was during the pandemic. <laughs> like, obviously, like, you know, the thousands and thousands and millions of deaths isn't cool, but it's like a, it's quite in the grand, it's like a historic kind of thing we've been through. Yeah. Or we'll go down this has been historic. like World War Three, Because, like, we've been fighting COVID. <laughs> For like a good year or so, and you know, world wars last usually a good a good amount of years. The world wars lasted longer though, didn't they? Like, yeah, but at the current rate we're going, anyways. That's nice. It's hard to say when you didn't experience World War One and World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't I don't want to say it was, and then people like who did experience it are like, "What do you mean? This was nothing compared to it." Bro, like, if you think someone's <laughs> over age seventy listening to this, or over age nineties, yeah, and our target audience definitely. I feel like on our dashboard we've had like. Wait, I'm looking at the statistics. That's probably someone's one one percent is sixty plus. Wow! So, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? What's your like the age range which normally listen to your podcast? So most. Do you want to guess? Where are you looking at this ankle? Hamish, you don't you don't look. You can guess oh, as well. Okay, see okay. if you get right. Oh, I think yeah. between twenties and thirties. You haven't given us the age range. Like you haven't given a max year. Oh, do I have to like... give? Okay, give a range of. Four, four years, like a range between, yeah, between age twenty to twenty-four, I think. Hamish, twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, but I'll I'll make it different just because I don't want to clash answers. I'm just gonna say eighteen <laughs> to twenty-two. No, wait, no, wait. Sorry, wait. What age? Are we? We're twenty-four. So plus two minus two, twenty-two to twenty-six. I don't know if that's a valid range, Ooh. but I, I think she's right. Twenty-two to twenty-six is close. 
So it's 23 to 27 is where 64% of our listeners are. I commented that percent. Yeah. And then, and then the next one, next highest is actually joint highest, the two either side of it. So 18 to 22 is 16% and 28 to 34 is 16%. And then all the others are 1%. So normally when I go on my walk, I tend to listen to a podcast. So I know, yeah, I normally do listen to, because they're so interesting. It's not like to do with one topic. You actually do. I said that as a joke, but. (laughs) I actually do because it's not to do with the same topic each week. So I like how it's different. Yeah. Are there any, um, apart from Akils, are there any people that are, can you remember any people that are your favorites? Yeah. Uh, Neem and Shami. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing, playing the safe, safe answers Aaron, there. Aaron was trying to start drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there, chuck this fishing line. I would say Shaley, but I haven't heard Shaley's podcast yet. We're recording it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next week. Yeah, you, you could just say, you could just say Shaley's as well. <laughs> yeah, wicked. We've actually we got a debate question as well, like in our, in our plan. Yeah. And it's, does social media have a good or bad effect on young people? What's, what's, your, what's your first like, reaction to that? So what's your first response? My reaction to it is it has both, just like everything, it has both a positive yeah. and negative effect, like affect people positively because it inspires people, like seeing other people, for example, seeing people doing cooking it inspires other people to take it up whereas the negative side people are told like you have to have a filter you have to look good and in this type of world we can't ban young people from social media i think we should be educating them on how to use social media and to learn that not everything is real online yeah, a good thing I like to do is follow positive quotes page such as your one. And Thanks. Read every single quote every day. Thank you. <laughs> so if you don't already do that, everyone, make sure you follow the page. Thank you. What? How old do you think? You mentioned they're like teaching teaching kids like how to use social media and maybe like kind of I don't know distinguishing telling the difference between stuff that's like real and not real and what's good and not good. What? How young do you think people like kids? Because kids, I guess. These days, we, we kind of grew up as social media was, you know, growing up as well. Yeah. So like it really started as we were growing up, but like kids now, social media is there. It's there right now yeah. when they're like four years old. So I guess, I guess there's like four, five, six year olds on social media. Yeah. What, what age do you think like they should be kind of learning that stuff? Teens at earliest. Yeah, I think. Teens at earliest. Yeah. Like 13 is. Teen, uh, right? So, like, even I think, and like year six, they should start learning it because when they get to high school, hmm. they'll all start making accounts. Then, especially in the first term, they all want to become like fit into their friend group. So they decide mm-hmm. to make accounts, and sometimes they might do it without their parents knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was walking past the primary school like a few weeks ago. So you know how they line up? They line up outside, yeah. So because my walking path is outside the primary school, basically there was a kid there that had a phone, and I'm pretty sure this phone looked way bigger than the hand. So presumably it's like quite a you know up to date phone or something. Yeah. And I was thinking like I don't know what age they were. So they were maximum in year six. So that's like maximum age eleven. I'm like they had a phone. I'm like a touchscreen phone. I'm like. Yo, if I was allowed to walk with a phone to school. Yeah, but a touchscreen phone is like the basic phone now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but that you have to understand how mad that is now, like as well. Yeah. Like under age 11, you have a phone and you're going to school. That could have potential, like social media. Yeah. Age 11. Bro, you're still in primary school. If my kid was going to school on their own, I'd, I'd want them to have a phone. What about just like a basic phone? Like a Nokia, yeah. Yeah. But can you even buy a Nokia now? Yeah, you can. But like, is it cheaper than like a, a crappy, a shitty touchscreen phone? Yeah. You can probably buy like a shitty OnePlus for like 30 quid. It doesn't have any internet on there. 
all they need to do have functionality wise, if they were some for some reason at that age going to school by themselves, is just cool. What about like a map? Like Google Google Maps. What if they're lost? From if they're going from my house to the school, I assume it's not that far. They must be opposite the road for me to even allow such a thing. But then wouldn't they be walking with someone? Exactly. Like surely you're gonna drop hopefully. I thought in a primary school I've never it's unheard of, at least to me, that you walk without your parents. Or if you walk, there with... were definitely there were definitely kids in my primary school that got like the bus to school. If you walk without your parents, you're probably walking with your friend, and I'm sure one of them would know how to get home. Yeah, but this is all should be. I'm trying not to compare it too much to when we're young because I think like yeah, I didn't start going out till I was in secondary school, like with friends and all that. But I feel like I feel like kids these days are going out in primary school, like with their kids. I don't know. And like, if they are going out with their friends, I would want them to have a phone that can like, I want them to have a phone. And I feel like when we are parents, the like most basic of basic phones will have internet. Yeah, sadly. Like it just will do. If I had children, I don't think I would want them to have a phone until they start secondary school. I think ideally, yeah. I think I, that would be, right now, that's what I'd say as well. I wouldn't mind them using such a device at home, like a tablet or something. If they needed to, but you have to understand because it's also like I'm pretty sure like someone was raising a case to get banned recently at schools because people were just literally on their phones during classes or something. I, I'm pretty sure I read something literally the other day about it. As in, we we weren't allowed phones in schools, but people still like it was banned in our school, but people still like had them. Yeah, I think I think I'm the same as you, Mira, in a sense like a lot of these. I feel like so many questions. The answer is it depends. Like. It depends on a lot of things. Social media can be good for, as you said, inspiration and stuff like that. But then also bad if like you're not really educated with a lot of the stuff that's on there and kind of take things maybe to heart a lot. And you kind of see these people that are like posing as perfect and you're kind yeah. of judging yourself or comparing yourself to them. Yeah. Or, or like say if you see that you have less likes than someone else. Then yeah, yeah. So like I think overall, I think social media does have a bad effect. I was gonna say I think if there's also a proper way in the future, yeah, for you to have like I don't know what the current parental controls or measures are on like these kind of apps, but in the future, ideally, you'd want like there there'd have to be a better version of parental control. Yeah, of that course. Makes sense for these apps because right now I think it's just like blockading post, but maybe it should be like. Your parents could log in from there and kind of see what kind of what you've been up to. Maybe not like everything, but you yeah, know, like, what you've been roughly up to. If that content is maybe something that you should consider like blocking off or because if they're gonna have a phone from that young, that's just mad. It's, it's tough to imagine right now, especially as we're like we've grown up with it, but yeah. we know that that's the reality of the future that we're gonna continue to be in. Yeah. I feel like my kid's gonna be techie though, you know, <laughs> like if I put parental controls on it, they're just gonna like find a way to like. Just take it off, you know. I feel like I would want to put so much parental control over everything. Because, <laughs> so, I think maybe that's because of my past experience. Of, so, hmm. when I first became depressed, before that, I was cyberbullied. That has, like, a massive effect on how I think of social media. Yeah, I can, I can imagine, like, yeah, that if you're cyberbullied at a really young age, that would yeah. be... Yeah, make a massive impact. So, like, if I had any children, I would make sure that I would want to see everything that they are doing online. Yeah, that's understandable. You don't have to intervene, but yeah, I can understand what you mean by saying seeing everything. Like, you don't have to ask them about every. You don't have to micromanage them, but I, yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like, in future parental control, would it mean that you can like see like every post, every message that they get? Like, if someone else made a profile that's supposedly about them or something like trying to attack them like you know online or something but who knows what that will be but then isn't there like an app where you can look at other people's phone or something probably yeah, probably is <laughs> yeah probably yeah i don't know i yeah a lot of that's i don't know i don't know what i do to my kids because i do like the idea of just letting them like i don't i don't want to be too strict do you know what i mean like i don't want to block everything for them yeah or like block a lot of things i'd want them to like 
you know, feel like they can have the freedom to like do what they want. But it is, it is finding that balance between like yeah. what you think is like right for them and safe for them. Yeah, to of do. course. Yeah. Was, was there anything else either for you wanting to talk about? Is there any advice you'd give to others that may be experiencing similar struggles or so? So, like, is there any specific pages that they could reach out to if they feel that they can't reach out at home or something? My advice would be if they are under 18, reach out to like Childline. They have like a online messenger type of thing where you can send a message to one of the Childline uh, supporters and then they'll message you back. And then mm -hmm. if you're over 18, go to your doctors and get help from people around you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good message to, to round off the episode. Yeah, we can move to closing off the episode. So we have it usually split into a few sections. The first is going to be for the final questions. So we have two different questions we ask every guest and yeah. then the third common one. So the first one is, what is one piece of advice to younger you? One piece of advice to a younger me would be not to listen to any judgment that other people make about me because only I'm the one who knows me the most. No one else does. So anyone else's thought doesn't affect me. Um, second one. This this is an interesting one because this is this is one I don't think a lot of people have have chosen. Yeah. And that's uh, what's what's been your biggest regret? My biggest regret in life has been worrying about what people would think of me because I spend too much time worrying about what people would think of me and then not going to like the social event. But now lockdown's lifting. You'll have loads. You'll have loads of stuff to do. You know? Of course. L lots of stuff to say <laughs> yes to. And that probably leads to you maybe having some more potential future memorable third wheeling experiences. So the third and final question is, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? So I think my most memorable one was, I think this must have been 2016. This was just before Ocul and Shelley were going out. <laughs> I had I had come to the I had come to the Hindu sock ball in I think around December. At Warwick. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, at Warwick. I might have been there. Yeah, I might have been there. <laughs> Although Ocul and Shelley weren't going out at that time. It felt yeah. like I was third wheeling because it, <laughs> it, was just, it was just us three at one point in the, in the yeah, house. Yeah. It would, in their flat, it was just us three at one point. So it felt right, like yeah. at that time I, they weren't going out. But as soon as I came home, I told my mum, I think they're going out or they are about to go out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's jokes. That's jokes. I might have to. I'm gonna to have to like look back at photos of that night and see if uh, <laughs> if we're actually in any. But uh, yeah, cool. Call out. So next bit is yeah. You can nominate. You can nominate someone or many people to come on a podcast. Anyone in mind? Yeah. So I would like to nominate Sanj Gohill. So he's my cousin, and so on his Instagram is just Sanj Gohill. Oh, is he? He does um. Is he the one who does reach tutors with Akil? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll tag him when we release your episode. And the final bit is a shout out. So basically, you can plug whatever you'd like at the end of this episode now. So yeah, what would you like to shout out? Go follow my positive quotes page. Link in the description. For positivity to start your day and to help you through any tough times. Oh, do you upload it at a specific time in the morning, like 7am or something? Sometimes I try to upload it mainly in the morning, but because of getting up, going to work, sometimes it happens at any time of the day. <laughs> but somewhere in the country, somewhere in the world, it's morning. So, Have you had anyone like message you, kind of being like, like, hey, this is like really, this has helped? Yes, like I've that. had quite a few people message me. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's wicked. Because when I first started my page, even now, the aim is not to get so many followers. My aim is if at least my quote helps at least one person, that will make my day. Yeah. That's nice. 
my shout out is quite short so my shout out is to a song by Chunks and Dino called Lingo go check out if you haven't already absolute banger Aaron you yeah my, my shout out is going to be I don't know if you actually know of this Miro or like heard it on like a shout we shout out on previous episodes but our first ever guest Yash wrote a book he has gone through depression as well and he wrote a book on called Dear Depression oh letters of hope hope and comfort when feeling alone and yeah it's like a collection of letters that he's written to like a younger him kind of about his experiences and kind of like advice it's a kindle only so it's not like you buy a book and it like arrives or anything but uh, if you've got like an ipad or a phone yeah you can download the kindle app and on desktop i think you can just watch it look at it in chrome oh you can look at it on, on your computer as well okay cool that's how i was doing it yeah awesome yeah i'll definitely have to do that because it sounds really interesting. Yeah, and it all goes to the money goes to charity as well. All yeah, the, all the money from it. So yeah, link link to that will be in the description too. And yeah, awesome. Thanks, thanks a lot, Mira, for uh, coming on and sharing sharing all that stuff with us. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. No, no, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so so yeah, on that note, thanks for everyone for listening. Make sure you check out the shoutouts, and yeah, have a good day. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye.